testimonial. Gentlemen, start your engine. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a gorgeous Saturday morning in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I hope it's nice wherever you are. You know, Ronnie, it's a great day to be coronated. I guess it is. <laughs> That's the right it, word, I, coronated. I guess, I guess it's already happened, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Okay. But, but you know what they're doing now? When I left the house, and I didn't watch any of it. I, I just turned it yeah. on as I was getting ready. Um, they're waiting on them to come out on the balcony and wave. Oh, yeah. Like millions of them. And, right. a, and a flyover, but it's kind of uh, rainy and stuff, and they don't right. know if they're going to have the flyover. But, uh, well, my, my sister and her daughter, my niece, are both Anglophiles, and they, they love everything about the British royal family, and they were planning on being up at 5 o'clock this morning to watch it. Is that how early you had to get up? Uh, that's when it started, I think. Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of people like that. I know... Uh, um, love to uh, follow the royal family. I'm not one of them, but it's kind. Of, I mean, it's fairly interesting, I guess. It's it's definitely history. The last coronation they had, if I'm not mistaken, Ronnie, was the year we were born, 1952. Yep, Queen Elizabeth. Yep, 70 years ago. 70 years ago. Well, well, that might have been 71, but our math isn't getting any better than our age. So, uh, welcome to Start Your Engines. It is a gorgeous day out there, and we look forward to a busy day, actually, of racing. Even if you count the horses, it's even busier. Yes. But uh, I understand they scratched the favorite from the Kentucky Derby this morning after he limped out on the track or something. So, well, that uh, would do it, yeah. Yeah, they don't want to risk that. He, he was on a five-race winning streak. That ain't too shabby. No, but he won't win this one. So, anyway, I always like to watch the Kentucky Derby, too. It's uh, um, a lot of pageantry, a lot of hats. You know, I've had some friends go to Kentucky for the Derby and have yet to see a horse. <laughs> yeah, I, I have friends the same way. And and I watch the race. I don't care anything about the hoopla building up to it or the, the after-race shenanigans. Oh, it's when it's over, unless something big to talk about, I, I'm done with it for yeah. a year. And, you know, I guess I don't even know if I've got the, the order right. Was it Kentucky Derby, Belmont Stakes and Preakness, or Preakness and Belmont Stakes? I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. I don't know either. Well, I'll ask Mr. Google. Well, you know, but the horse, and this is really elementary here, but if, if the horse that wins Kentucky Derby, you do have a reason if he's in the next one to watch it to see mm-hmm. if he's going you know, maybe a, be a triple crown winner. Right. But if he doesn't win the second one, I think that third one has a probably a very low uh, viewership because, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a horse racing fan either, although I did go to a, 
a couple down in Louisiana and um, in Florida. Went to a couple of horse races, a lot of it down at Gulfstream Park. And I was even down there when Hialeah was in operation. But that's another type of uh, horsepower. We're talking about racing cars here. Yeah, I know a little bit more about that. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, They went to Dover last week, and right off the bat, we can say that it was another... uh, Another dismal day for uh, Jeremy. He had nineteenth, a nineteenth place finish. He had a uncharacteristic spin out. It wasn't a spin. He just slid. Yeah. At, and I heard him talking about it a little bit on. Uh, and he saved it from going all the way around. He did, but, but he said it was like he was had had Riley Herbst uh, in close proximity to him. In fact, they might. I think they were even side by side when he spun, and it was one of those. Uh, Taking the air off the spoiler kind of deals, I think, according to Jeremy, and he doesn't—he doesn't just spin out on his own. But he was ninth when that happened, and he was looking really good. And so he came into the pits and got tires. Of course, he had to, and because he had caused the caution. And that's when I got a text from you saying, "What happened to Jeremy? He's in right. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Well, he just spun out." But um, then they had the uh, segment caution flag which put him back up to the front because he didn't right. need to come in. So he started the segment, restarted in fifth place when they got the green to start segment two, and he eased back gradually, gradually, gradually until the until the end of the segment. I think he was 17th. And after that, you know, he just he never really got back to the front uh, or, or close to it and ended up finishing 19th. So, uh Unfortunately, that seems to be a, I don't know how many he's had this year, but that seems like the fourth, third or fourth, uh, 19th place finish he's had. And next week, we're going to Darlington. And he does very well at Darlington. He had a top five in the bag last year until uh, the last lap. So, uh, the last turn of the last lap. So, we'll see what uh, goes this week year i understand that uh in fact when i was waiting on you out in the lobby i voted i went to the uh website at at darlington to vote for your favorite throwback paint scheme and i voted for uh, you got to vote for all three so i voted for the in the cup was uh joey logano paint scheme for the old penske matador remember the red white blue yeah it was was a real good looking car so I voted for that one. Of course, I voted for Jeremy, who has the paint scheme of uh, Jeff Bodine, which, right. um, you know, we had Jeff on and told him on this show. That's that, what he was doing, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that <laughs> Jeremy was doing his paint scheme, and he had no idea about it. So, uh, And who's tickled? He was very happy. And I, t- I was texting with him after the show and saying, uh, we're going to do our show from Darlington. I hope to see you down there. And he said that... Um, he wasn't going to be there. But now, I understand, since he's been voted into the 75 greatest drivers, right. he is going to be there. That'll be great. It will be great, and maybe Jeremy will win that prize again. But uh, since we just had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, I don't see having him on again. Uh, but we do have uh, Ryan Newman, right? and Ryan is supposed to be there. Now, what Deb and I were talking about last night, Deb wrote a book on Ryan Newman. Uh, many years ago, I guess when they were both at Penske, and she said that uh, he just got voted into the top 75 drivers of all time, stock car drivers, plus he 
is going to do some duty in the number 51, the Rick Ware car. Uh, since um, It's some part-time duty. Some part-time, but, you know, it's also Cody Ware has got some legal problems right now. Yeah. And so he's uh, suspended for ever how long it takes to clear up that matter. So he's going to fill in for Cody, uh, yeah, for Cody Ware and Ware Racing, Rick Ware Racing number 51. And that might even be more uh, taxing on his time. Maybe he just won't be able to be there. And uh, Deb's uh, aware of it, and I'm, I know she feels bad because she's, you know, don't worry about it. I got this covered. We'll have a, when we get to Darlington, we'll have Rick, New, uh, Rick Newman, Ryan Newman. So we talked last night about not having Ryan Newman, and I said, well, you know, we, uh, we can adjust on the fly like we've done so many times on this show, and perhaps we can get somebody when we're down there if I can't line somebody up next week. But I just got a text from her as we're sitting here saying that uh, Ryan says he'll do everything he can to make the show. That sounds good. So all we need is 20 minutes, and he can have it just about any time he wants it. Um, so we're running on the fly. Or will be. We always are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's nothing new for this show. Well, you know, I've always heard, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that, but it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, so we'll hope we'll get uh, Ryan Newman at some time next week uh, on Saturday. It's a special three-hour show from Darlington. I'll be heading out of there early and uh, heading down there early, so uh, maybe I can get in. Tyler's way a little bit as he sets the thing up in the tiny little phone booth they put us in. And so you're not going to make it, Ronnie, but I totally understand. Well, and besides the the distance and the cramped quarters, I will be at the upper state to a track meet. Well, let's just say that's the reason you're not going. Okay. Forget the cramped spaces and all that other stuff. Um, I was also going to add my other vote since I had to vote for the trucks. I hadn't even looked at them. And it shows you all the different paint schemes, and you just click on the paint scheme you want. And so I picked uh, somebody's got an Adam Petty paint scheme. Oh, okay. So remember, he had that number 45. It was like purple and green and all sorts of different colors. I think it was Sprint was a was a telephone. Uh, right. Carrier. Carrier back at that time, and that was their colors. And uh, so those are the three I voted for. And. And what? Mr. Google told me that the. Belmont Stakes on June, well, I mean, back at the Preakness is on May 20th, and the Belmont Stakes is June 10th. Which nobody will watch. Well, I take that back. Some people will watch it, and that's the, now, Belmont, that's the one in New York, right? The Preakness, I know, is when they run for the Black Eyed Susans, and that's in. Yeah, Belmont Park and Elmont. Elmont, New York. Yeah, and the black they run for the Black Eyed Susans is in Maryland. I guess that's somewhere, no doubt, near Baltimore. It's uh, yes, in Baltimore, the Pimlico Racecourse. Pimlico Racecourse, very famous. Um, we missed Greg again this morning. I have a semi-comical story. I went to see Greg on Thursday, and I uh, got up to his room and didn't knock I, because the last time I went, you know, he's sitting in there with his with our buddy Larry. Right. Open the door, and there was an old lady laying there. It looked a little like Greg, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, and she was asleep. So I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't knock. And um, so I said, well, that's not Greg. It's close, but it's not him. So I went and asked the lady at the desk where Greg Moore had been uh, moved to. 
and she gave me another room number. So I went to that room number, and it was empty. Uh-oh. In fact, the mattress was even flipped over, and like uh, somebody had just left. So uh, and they were cleaning it up and airing it out and everything. So uh, I went to another desk and I said, "Can you tell me where Greg Moore is?" And they said, "Well, he just left about an hour ago." Uh, I said, "Well, where did he go to?" And she had to look it up, and he's gone to a a local facility. I won't name it, but a restorative it, care place. And they're undergoing the. Uh, um, physical therapy. Physical therapy. I, I'm glad you're here because I'm, <laughs> I'm not coming out with all these words. I'm surprised I am. Well, for um, for his foot, he had his foot operated on while he was in the hospital for other things. So it's sort of killing two birds with one stone. And um, so maybe I will go find out what room he's in there and uh, see him next week. Sorry, he won't be able to go down to Darlington. He went with us last year, and of course. Uh, Greg Moore walking through the garages and infield at Darlington, as a lot of people know him. Old home week. It one. was for uh, Greg, and unfortunately, he won't be able to do that with us this week, this year, uh, maybe next time. But Greg, we're thinking about you, trying to find you, trying to track you down for somebody that's uh, having foot problems. You're, you're getting around faster than I can keep up with you, especially mm-hmm. around uh, Spartanburg Regional. So anyway. Um, that covers a good bit of ground there. You uh, telling me some good news about your granddaughter? Yeah, she is the a javelin catcher, thrower. <laughs> yeah, she's a uh, throws javelin, discus, and shot for Landrum High School. She's actually a seventh grader at Landrum Middle, and on Thursday night she qualified for the upper state tournament. Wow! Which is next Saturday. And With the big people. Yeah, she's she's throwing for the varsity. Well, that's great. That's really good. Oh, she's falling in love with Javelin. Well, and pretty good at it. Don't think I've ever heard that before, but yeah, uh, that's great. That's really good. And and she's she's not so fond of shot put or discus. Is it one of you got to do all three to do one of them, or no? You don't have to, but they generally do in high school. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great, and I know you're uh, looking forward to seeing her perform next week. At, oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, would you say the upper state or the state? Upper state. Upper state. At Liberty High School. Liberty High School. Well, that's great, Ronnie. I'm, oh, I'm tickled for Look forward to finding out about it. You can text me uh, how she's doing, and I'll announce it at Darlington. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, i tell you what. Let's take our first break and come back and um, get Deb Williams on here and find out about uh, Dover and Ryan Newman and Darlington and everything else. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. 
You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. We know your weekends are busy, whether you have to take the kids to ball practice, mow the lawn, clean out the garage, or just lay around and take naps. Saturday mornings are filled with important stuff. Start your Saturday morning off right with the Saturday Sports Report here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The guys will recap everything that happened in the sports world over the past week and get you ready for what's going on this weekend. Whether it's high school sports, you love, college, or the professional ranks, the Saturday crew has you covered. So tune in Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. for the Saturday Sports Report with Matt Castillo, Josh Green, Kayla Horton, and Tyler Fleming on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Thank you. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel. Located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. The BMW Charity Pro-Am presented by TD Cinex has been a staple of the Upstate community for more than two decades. The BMW Charity Pro-Am brings the Upstate a fun and entertaining week centered around professional athletes and world-renowned celebrities and raises money and awareness for South Carolina charities. Tournament week this year is June 5th through 11th and includes golf clinics, concerts, a sustainability luncheon at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, a ladies' luncheon and golf clinic at Carolina Country Club and Chapman Cultural Center, the BMW Charity Pro-Am June 8th through 11th at Carolina Country Club and the Thornblade Club. Would you like to create a heartfelt and personal photo gift to give your mom this Mother's Day? Try giving her a stretched canvas print from Spartan Photo Center. Stretched canvas is your photo or digital image printed on real canvas cloth to high resolution standards and stretched on a frame that can be hung on a wall as is or dressed up in a frame. Spartan Photo Center can make canvas prints from most photos, whether they were taken on a digital camera or on a mobile phone. Hurry, because it takes a little more time to make and you want it to be ready before Mother's Day, don't you? Act now and get a discount for Mother's Day. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Gardner Road, 864-583-6835. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you this morning? Oh, good morning. Just fine, thank you. How about yourself? We're doing great here, Ronnie and I, in the gorgeous uh, Spartanburg Studios on a beautiful day. And I hope you're... It is. It... Yep. You going to do any yard work today? I started that yesterday, and I think I got vapor lock on my lawn tractor. So as soon as we get off the air, I'm going to go out and see if that it was vapor lock or bad fuel. And now, hopefully, it's vapor lock, and I can finish mowing. 
Yeah, well, I'll have to come up with some kind of excuse too. <laughs> no. Oh I, no, I've got I've got the front yard mowed and half the backfield and half the front field, and then it quit on me. So. Well, sorry to hear that. Yeah, mechanical, I got the weed eating. Mechanical, got the weed eating done. So, mechan- yeah. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I've got left. I cut grass yesterday, and and I've got some weed eating to do. But um, some good news about. Um, our guest for next week, I'll just jump right to that since it's on my mind. We were trying to get uh, and have had scheduled, and I've told a lot of people that we are going to have an interview with Ryan Newman, but he's had quite an eventful week. Uh, we didn't have a time scheduled for Ryan Newman to be on our show at Darlington, I must add, and um, things have been popping for him in the last couple of days with getting named to the list of 75 greatest drivers and then yesterday he had a special announcement about getting behind the wheel next weekend that's right he'll be driving for rick ware racing at darlington and so he'll be extremely uh hectic schedule down there for him uh because they're having all of the 75 greatest drivers at darlington since it's throwback weekend and he would say that he said that since he gave us his word several weeks ago that he would be on that show that he will do his best to, to keep his word he hasn't seen the schedule yet for darlington but he said he will do his best to keep his word he's actually turkey hunting right now <laughs> well good i don't blame him for that but you tell In him Tennessee. <laughs> uh, tell him i'm sure you'll talk to him this week or if if you do um our show will be from nine until noon and the only thing we've got blocked off is uh at 9.40 until uh, 10 o'clock, we're going to have Jeremy Clements on there come into the studio live with us. And I assume you're going to be on your regular time at 10.20. But you just, I'm going to leave it up to you because, like I said, we can we can adjust on the fly. And you just, if you can get him, let him name the time. Even if we squeeze him in on the last 15 minutes of the show, I would like to have him uh I'd like to have him earlier, like maybe in the 10 o'clock hour when, when you're on there, but uh, so we can both interview him. That's the way I had visualized it anyway. So, uh, Well, that's the way he wanted it. Yeah. And, you know, it's all going to depend on schedule because we'll have, and, and the same with me, right. because we'll have driver availabilities, we'll have press conferences, and um, then depending on how the schedule is for uh the cup series drivers you know all that's going to factor into it so i know last year i think we had to cut my time short or or change it or something because of the driver availabilities and press conferences Uh, and with my job with auto week i can't miss those yeah well and i don't want you to and you got to do your job but the way i remember last year um i remember you being in one chair on one end of that tiny little room and i was in my chair on the other end and we kind of laid back and had a had a nice conversation. I don't remember being rushed for uh, for you having to be someplace, but you know we'll just we'll take it as we as it comes. Whatever we can do, I can tell you the radio show is at y'all's disposal, and I'll make any adjustments possible except for the when I've already got Jeremy because he said he had something that was going to end at nine thirty. So I'm be sort of squeezing us in too. I completely understand. So. Uh, we yeah, go down I'm there. actually looking. I'm looking at the schedule for uh, next week well, I think, on Saturday. Well, hold, and pr- go pr- cup pr- huh? 
No, I was just going to say that, you know, the cup race is on Sunday, so maybe that opens things up a little bit. Since it's no, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Cup practice is from 10.35 to 11.20 and on Saturday morning, and then qualifying is from 11.20 to 12.30 on Saturday. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll try to figure so, it out. It sounds like it's going to be uh, uh, earlier rather than later for sure. So, anyway, yeah, we'll try to make we'll it work. I, yeah. remember, I know last year we were trying to interview Terry Labonte with those cars going by, and it was uh, uh, it was noisy in that little room, I can tell you that. But we pulled it oh, off. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on and uh, talk about Dover, which was kind of a, a big weekend for the Truex family. It was, and, you know, I can't, um, everyone was happy to see Ryan win the, his first Xfinity race, and then for Martin Truex Jr. to come back and win his first race since 2021, and uh, it was an excellent weekend for the Truex family, and just a shame we had that one-day rain delay, but it worked out just fine. Yeah, um, I didn't realize... Um, Ryan Truex had been uh, racing as long as he has. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just hasn't had really, um, you know, full schedules every year. And he's bounced around between cars and raced in different series and all. But, uh, yeah, he has been racing for quite some time. Now, I saw an interview with his car owner. And uh, what can you tell us about the team? Because that car owner was a very uh, young man. He was a young man compared to uh, a lot of the other car owners. I didn't. I was surprised. Well, you got to remember, I was at the drag races when all that went down. Oh, okay. And uh, so I'm I'm pulling that up right now. Um, fortunately, my computer's not wanting to work. Well, I'm looking at right. it, and it says it's a Joe Gibbs. It was number 19, but... Uh, right. It's a Joe Gibbs Racing Xfinity car. Well, he, and, they were interviewing... Maybe I, I, I shouldn't open my big mouth without checking it out first, but I was thinking they were talking to him, and it was some young man who... Uh, uh, maybe he's just been helping him out uh, over the years. I don't know what it was, so I'll just let it go. Well, that's why you threw me, <laughs> was because... When you said young man that owned it, and I, I knew it was a Joe Gibbs Racing um, entry, and, and you threw me when you said that. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I threw myself. <laughs> you know, so, they weren't talking to his crew chief, Jason Ratcliffe, were they? No, I don't think that's who it was. I'm not, I'm just, forget it. Let's just erase the last two <laughs> minutes because I don't, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. Okay. So that's why we have you on the show to straighten me out. What else? Uh, what else came out of Dover? I I thought the uh, once again, of course, Jeremy had another miserable race, finishing nineteenth. He um, had a little spin out there while he was in the top ten early in the race. Brought out the first caution flag, and just uh, things aren't going too well for him. But what else did you take away from Dover? Well, every time you have a rain delay. If you'll notice, the race the next the next day, it seems like everybody's just ready to leave and go home. And that's pretty much the way it was. You know, I thought one thing, 
you had a lot of tire wear issues, and I don't know if it's the way they had it set up, but that track uh, causes a tremendous load on the right front tire. And if you don't have it adjusted quite right, you're going to have tire issues. And, you know, they had tire issues, some on the right front, some on the right rear, and they that's why they always have the competition caution after you've had all the rain like they had is because it washes off all the rubber off the track. But um, one thing I thought was interesting, you know, it was a shame that Brad Keselowski had the miscue in the pit where he hit the tire mm-hmm. that uh, he was, when as he was leaving, because he would have been, I think, in contention for the win. And one thing that was really interesting to me is Brad Keselowski's and Chris Busher both had top 10 finishes at Dover, and that's the second consecutive week that RFK Racing has had both teams in the top 10. And that's the first time that they have done that since Brad became a co-owner of that team. So Brad was interesting in his Zoom conference this past week. He said that, you know, he felt like they actually turned the corner last fall about the time that Chris Busher won at Bristol. And he said, but no one, no one noticed because they weren't in the playoffs. And he said that he feels like they have now gone from being an irrelevant team last year to a relevant team or organization this year. And next on the objective is to make sure they are a contender for the victory each week so he's quite pleased and and you know they've um they're they're going to be there i think there's no doubt about that that was just a miscue last week when they were changing tires and the the person was to catch the tire didn't catch it it bounced off the wall and whoever was telling him was telling him to whoa 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 and he thought they were saying go 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 Mm. on the radio that's happened so so many times that happened yeah, oh, yeah, that whoa, yeah. whoa, go, go thing. They ought, to, they ought to come up with another term for whoa, but I guess you can at the time. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> well, yeah, that takes too long to get out. <laughs> well, okay, it might be uh, something. I mean, you don't, you don't say stop to a horse, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. You say whoa. <laughs> Speaking of horses, and we today got a, is the Kentucky Derby. By uh, the way, that's right. We were talking about it a few minutes ago. You know, the the favored <laughs> horse has been withdrawn this morning. No, I was not aware of that. Yeah. I had, and I don't know his name. I had it a few minutes ago, but uh, he, uh, um, they went out to work him out a little bit this morning, and he started limping. And they said, "That's it. We're oh, pulling that's not him good. out." Yeah. So no. I think that brings him down to eighteen. Let's go up to our point standings. Uh, if I can get the. Get it pulled up here. You um, sort of stretching it out a little bit. Deb's got a coming. Come, it won't stay. Deb's got uh, 22 points. She's in first place. And uh, if I can find it here, I had it a minute ago. Here we go. Uh, Lanny is second with 17. I've got 14. Ronnie's got 12. And Greg has got one. By the way, you wanted to know about Greg. He's... Um, He's moved to a, a different facility now to rehab, uh, get therapy on his foot, you know, to sort of learn to walk and do things again that he needs uh, help with. And hopefully Greg's a, pardon the pun, but a step closer to coming back. 
Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. We certainly miss him on the show, and I hope his health continues to improve. Well, I was just saying, uh, when he was with us at Darlington last year, it was this uh, steady flow of people coming by saying, hey, Greg, how you been, and good to see you, and that sort of thing. And Unfortunately, we can't go down, or he can't go with me this year, but we'll see what happens next year. main thing right now is to get him back on his feet and on the street and uh, on the show. Exactly. All right. One step at a time. Uh, exactly. One step at a time. Um, okay, so, Deb, nobody's picked anything yet, so I'll give you the first pick for Darlington. Even, even though you're leading, go ahead and take your choice of anybody in the field. Well, Not Darlington. Kansas, Kansas first. Kansas, right. <laughs> I'm all over it today. I got Darlington on my brain. <laughs> go ahead, Kansas. Okay, I'm going to take Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson, who's had some... Rotten luck the last couple of races, and well, he he won recently, but uh, he uh, he got taken out last week. I'll talk about that in a minute. I'm going to go with uh, Chase Elliott, Ronnie. Did did you say that Ryan was going to be racing today? I mean tomorrow? No. no. Okay, no, not he's next week. At Darlington next week. Okay, well, I'm no, gonna... he's racing. Yeah, next week. I'm going to go with uh, Logano. Joey Logano. All right, and uh, Deb, I voted for his paint job next week. Uh, I love that Penske throwback with the like the old Matador, and Lanny, mm. very pretty. Uh, Lanny, if you will, uh, if you'll text me in yours, we'll uh, we'll have it finished. Now, um, Deb, what do, uh, Kansas is a track that I mean really seems to have some exciting races. It's uh, the layout. Uh, uh, conducive to some real flat-out racing, and uh, what can you tell us about Kansas? Well, it's another mile-and-a-half track, and, uh, you know, it should be quite interesting. The Toyotas did quite well there last year, and I thought it was interesting. When you look back, the uh, the 45 car actually won both races at Kansas last year, so it'll be interesting. It won the, the spring race with Kurt Busch in it, and then it won the fall race with Bubba Wallace when they switched the numbers to the, the owner championship situation. But it'll be interesting to see if Tyler Reddick can uh, do well there again this year as well as Bubba. But uh, the Toyotas did quite well there last year. You actually had, I'm um, looking at the results, and third, well, first, and then third through sixth were taken up by Toyota drivers. So it'll be interesting to see if Toyota can uh, continue that, and especially with the announcement this past week that uh, Legacy Motor Club is switching from Chevrolet to Toyota next year. I didn't know so that. that'll put two more in the field. Yes, that was announced on Tuesday. Now, that's the team with uh, Jimmy Johnson runs that team, or pretty much the... Well, he's co-owner of it with Ma uh, uh, Gallagher. Right, and Richard Petty has a hand in that, probably. Well, he's, uh, uh, he doesn't own any of it anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, he sold his ownership stake in it. I think that's what Jimmy Johnson bought, was, was Richard Petty's ownership stake. So, I see. Um, but that, yeah, that's what was Petty GMS last year. And uh, that's what became Legacy Motor Club this year. So they'll be switching to Toyota for 2024. Wow, that's a pretty big step. I'm, I'm a, a little bit surprised, but I had not heard that. Um, I want to back up for just a minute to uh, uh, go back to 
Dover for just a second. The incident where uh, Chastain uh, ran up on the back of Brennan Poole and sort of punted him, uh, and he went out of control and slid up the track and took out Larson, which was extremely unfortunate for Larson. I was of the opinion that um, I thought he was mirror driving or something and not paying attention, maybe as he should have, because Larson was behind him and to his right. And it, it, looked, it looked to me like it was maybe more of a loss of concentration than anything else. He didn't say that, but... Uh, um, well, actually, Austin Dillon was to the right of Brennan Poole. Right, but I mean, further... Brennan Poole was in the low groove, and Austin and Dillon was beside him. And then Larson wasn't wasn't beside Chastain at the time because if you look at the replay, when Chastain hit the back of uh, Brennan Poole, uh, if if Larson had been right beside Chastain when that happened, he wouldn't have gotten hit. And, by pool. Well, that's what I said. He was behind him and to the right. And yeah, the other yeah. guys were actually getting ready to be lapped. And I, that's yeah, why I that's thought right. he was maybe concentrating more on Larson. No, Larson, well, I know, wasn't beside him. He was yeah. uh, He was just far enough back to where the timing was incredible for him to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when uh, when pool came up the track. So, no, I, I, just thought, right. I just thought it looked to me like he was uh, maybe paying attention to where Larson was and just accidentally hit the back. I, I absolutely don't think he did it on purpose. And uh, Oh, no, he didn't do it on no. purpose. And, you know, he only knows, and, and not only did he apologize over the radio and then in his post-race interview, but then he said in his post-race interview that he was going to the shop um, right. on Tuesday, I believe it was. Yeah, I heard him so, say that. Uh, but, but it's kind of like some people have said that... Um, you know, it's like when Jimmy Spencer was getting blamed for all the wrecks and, and we went through with Ernie Irvin and all said there was one time Jimmy Spencer got blamed for causing a wreck and he'd been out of the race for five laps before it happened. So, you know, people have gotten to the point now where some people have started saying that if a wreck happens and Ross is on the opposite side of the track, he's going to get blamed for it. So... There's there's some people starting to look at it that way. They're saying, you know, we're going through the phase with him the way we did with Jimmy Spencer. But I know one of the veteran drivers made an interesting point, and that was that Ross is a very aggressive driver, and he's still in that learning phase of what it's like to run up front and and run with those particular drivers. And... I know Ricky Rudd made a comment years ago. He said, if you will notice, your really successful drivers wreck a lot when they first start out, and it's because of their aggressiveness. And he said, if once they learn how to control that aggressiveness, i.e. when to use it and when not to use it, that's when they start winning a lot. He said, but if they never learn how to control that aggressiveness, then they're just going to continue to wreck a lot. Yeah. Deb, can you stick around a little longer, or do you need to get on and find out what's wrong with the lawnmower? No, it'll, it'll either work or it won't. <laughs> well, let's, let's take a station break <laughs> and come back and, and uh, tell us, give us a few, minute, a few minutes on the, the drag racing from last week, if you don't mind. Okay, sounds good. All right.
Just hang on. I'm going to turn off your mic, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees.
Uh, and welcome back to Start Your Engines. Deb, you still with us? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, great. Uh, tell us a little bit about the four-wide last week. I watched a little of it, and uh, <laughs> it is exciting. Oh, it is. And um, unfortunately, we had rain issues all weekend. Now, Saturday, we didn't have any rain at all. Friday, we were late getting the nitro classes and the, the pro stock classes going because the track had weepers. Uh, we were about two hours late with that. So Friday night and Saturday night were late nights. And then Sunday, we got the first round of top fuel done in eliminations. And then just as they were rolling the funny cars up, it started raining. So we had another delay, but what that enabled was for the TV viewers to actually see the semifinal and final rounds live instead of on a delay basis. So that worked out well, but it was definitely a John Force racing weekend with Robert Hyatt taking Funny Car and then Austin Proc taking Top Fuel. So it seems like the John Force Racing just has something down in the, when it comes to four wide. How is um, how, how did Tony Stewart do? <clears throat> Tony Stewart made it to the, um, the finals in um, Top Alcohol Dragster, and Leah Pruitt made it to the finals in Top Fuel. Unfortunately, Matt Hagen had an issue happen Friday night in the, one of the qualifying rounds where his parachutes didn't open, and his funny car went into the sand trap and then went into the, the net, the kitsch fence, uh, at the end of it. And you really shouldn't laugh about it, but it reminded me of Wiley Coyote on the Roadrunner because with his acne devices because just as he went in to the catch fence after the, at the end of the sand trap, the parachutes just did a <laughs> popped out at the rear but they didn't open. Yeah. I think you told so, us about that. Know, I think you told us about that last week, but it's okay that Yeah, that that's right. I did that on Saturday. So anyway, he had to go to the backup and he didn't make it past first round in funny car eliminations on Sunday. That has to be a sick feeling when the shoots don't deploy and you're doing oh, yeah. uh, 300 miles an hour i mean that's got a or, mm -hmm. yeah he was doing 333 good lord mm, that's unbelievable yeah. so but yeah it was a, a great weekend and the, you know what's really neat is uh the drag racers love coming to z-max and and finn robert hot brought it up in his post-race interview and when he said that um you know, it's so neat because they've got all the hotels and the restaurants and everything right there, and they don't have to travel any distance or any way in order to get to one or the other. So they really enjoy coming to Z-Max. Well, that's going to be a real hopping place to be coming up with uh, everything uh, around the World 600 and the Xfinity race before that. And I guess the trucks are there too, right? It'll be all three series at Charlotte on Memorial it's Day weekend? It will be, and um, I'm thinking ARCA might be there as well. But, you know, I thought we might not have the truck race on Memorial Day weekend at Charlotte since we've got the truck race the weekend before at North Wilkesboro as part of the All-Star weekend. Mm. But um, we do. We have the trucks at uh, the Coca-Cola 600 weekend as well. So well, they're prepping both places. The people at Charlotte, some of the people at Charlotte are spending a lot of time on Interstate 77 going back and forth. Uh, between Wilkesboro and Charlotte. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, for most of the teams anyway, if not all of them, uh, those are 
I mean, those both of those tracks are in very close proximity to, to their shop, so they won't have to spend a whole lot of time on the road, so maybe that's how they figured they could uh, put them back, uh, back-to-back weekends like that. So, uh, that's, Well, I, that it, wasn't what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about the traveling. I was just talking about the sanctioning fee and, the, and uh, what the schedule, you know, as far as where you're paying. Like, if you move a cup race, See, they took one of the cup races from Texas and moved it to Circuit of the Americas. So I thought they might have taken the truck race from Charlotte and moved it to Wilkesboro. But that doesn't appear to be the case. Well, just a regular guy like me and Ronnie, we have no clue about sanctioning fees. I'm just thinking about the logistics of being <laughs> having to travel, you know, and, and stuff like that. Well, Deb, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week at Darlington. Hopefully... Uh, Stars will line up, and we can get Ryan Newman and you together and uh, have a great interview. I'm looking forward to it, uh, looking forward to trying anyway. It'll be great to see you. We'll do our best. All right. We'll do our best. It'll be nice to see you in person. Bring my book. <laughs> I lie. It's already laid out at the front door to where I won't go out without it. Okay. I'll put it in my suitcase. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Deb, it's great Thank to you. have you on there, and uh, we'll talk to you next week in person. Sounds good. Have a good week. Okay, you too. Get better, Greg. He's we're gonna get. He's him working on it. Okay, sounds good. Uh, who was that? That's the smartest woman I know. She's getting a little lippy, isn't she? Yeah, she don't take any crap off anybody, well, including I, you. Heck, what what crap did I give her? <laughs> I don't know about sanctioning fees. <laughs> I mean, good lord, what the. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't talking about the distance. I was talking about the sanctioning fees. And I'm like, well, you're the only one that would talk about that. But anyway, that's okay. Deb's our buddy. And uh, I think that shows that uh, she's comfortable with us, maybe. I think so. Or she don't want to be on the show anymore, and we can, <laughs> we can arrange that, too. All right. Let's look at the Darlington. Jeez. Uh, I got Darlington in big red letters because it's <laughs> next week. Let's look at the Dover results for Xfinity. And the five minutes we've got left here before we talk to Will Cronkite. 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 You know, and uh, it took me a while to notice that, that it's Kite, not Kite. But I tell you what, let me uh, get this Xfinity out of the way so uh, I can talk a little bit about Will before he comes on. Last week they ran the A-game 200, and that was at Dover. And Ryan Truex was the winner in uh, Joe Gibbs. Toyota. He beat Josh Berry, who was second. Of course, Josh now will be taking over for Alex Bowman in uh, the, the Hendrick car. He's uh, Josh is the designated driver when you get hurt and you drive for Hendrick. Third was Justin Allgaier. Fourth, Austin Hill. Fifth was John Nemechek. Sixth, Sammy Smith. Seventh, Cole Custer. Eighth, Brandon Jones. Ninth, Sam Mayer. And tenth was Daniel Hemrick. As I said, another lousy finish for uh, Jeremy Clements. He was 19th after having a good 15th place starting position. He ended up two laps down, so uh, just gotta just gotta snap out of it, Ryan, and get him back uh, get him back up towards the front. And Darlington would be a great place to start since he came so close last year. The points for Xfinity. Austin Hill has won three races, so he is in first place. John Hunter Nemechek is second. He's won, had two wins. Third is Chandler Smith with a win. Fourth, Sammy Smith with a win. 
and Jeb Burton is uh, fifth with his win at Talladega. The rest of the, the next seven have not won races yet. Cole Custer is sixth, Josh Berry seventh, Justin Allgaier eighth, Sheldon Creed ninth, Riley Herbst is tenth, Daniel Hemrick eleventh, and Sam Mayer is twelfth. And on the outside looking in, Brandon Jones and Parker Klingerman are very close, but you've got to go all the way down to 19th to find Jeremy Clements, who is 111 points out of the playoffs. And uh, I'm not saying it's impossible to, to make up. There's 26 races in the regular season, and I believe that was uh, number 10. It was. So uh, he's got plenty of time. He's got plenty of time, but he's got plenty of work he needs to do, too. And by work, I mean get some better finishes. Yep, and I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe, but he may just do it by winning a race like he did last year, which was good a way as any. In fact, I like that maybe better. But anyway, um, we're going to have real Will Cronkite after we come back on the top of the hour. Will's uh, spent a lot of time in Spartanburg. He worked for Bud Moore and I'm sure some other teams, I don't want to say for sure which ones, but I know he worked for Bud Moore. And he uh, actually went to uh, Sebring is where he got started and uh, went to Indianapolis with a team one year back in the 70s. I think that was a Jack Adams team. And then when um, he came back and got into stock car racing, he eventually had his own team and he bought Buddy Baker's uh, Torino from Bud Moore that Buddy Baker um, had won Talladega with, I think, three times that was the car. And he pretty much left the paint job like it was, white with the big, broad blue stripe down the hood and the roof and the trunk, and um, made it number 96 and got Dale Earnhardt to drive it. And Dale qualified real well, I think. Uh, I think he qualified okay for a couple of races, but he went, they went down to Daytona for the 4th of July, if I'm not mistaken, and qualified well and ran well. And might have uh, that might have been Dale Earnhardt's first top 10 finish. I'm not exactly sure. But um, he's got a book out that's been doing very well. The book's been out for a couple of years now called I'm a, I Was a NASCAR Redneck. He is from Ohio. He's got a... The, it's a really good book. It, it talks about, it talks, of course, a lot of racing and a lot of stories about that. Um, he had a horrible situation where he lost his wife and daughter one night in an auto accident around Christmas time. And it's, um, he just, you read that book and you will uh, experience every emotion just about that you, that you could imagine. He's had a tough time. He's had a great time. He's experienced the highs and the lows and, Right now, he's experiencing highs because he's traveling around promoting his book. I saw him on uh, uh, Dale Earnhardt's TV show one day, so he's doing really good, and Will's uh, always willing to come on the show, and I think he's even got another book in the works because he's got so many stories. The first book is very thick, but he crammed in. Uh, he's still got enough, enough left to... Um, to write another book from what I understand. So we'll see how that's coming. But we'll be right back after the top of the hour on Start Your Engines. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. This morning, Kentucky Derby favorite Forte was scratched from the race. Forte was set to go off at 3-1 to one odds. Forte's owner, Mike Rapoli, said that a Kentucky State Horse Racing Commission veterinarian scratched Forte after a workout this morning due to a bruised right front foot that the horse sustained earlier this week. In Game 3 of the NBA's Western Conference Semifinals on Friday night, Devin Booker scored 47 points as his Phoenix Suns defeated Denver 121-114. Denver still leads the series two games to one. Booker was 20 out of 25 from the field. In Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals, the Boston Celtics won at Philadelphia 114-102 for a two-games-to-one lead. Baseball Friday night, Fernando Tatis Jr. hit two home runs off Clayton Kershaw in the Padres' 5-2 win over the Dodgers. I'm Isaac Lowen. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you're not there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That's why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you'll ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, financial advisor Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. We know your weekends are busy, whether you have to take the kids to ball practice, mow the lawn, clean out the garage, or just lay around and take naps. Saturday mornings are filled with important stuff. Start your Saturday morning off right with a Saturday sports report here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The guys will recap everything that happened in the sports world over the past week and get you ready for what's going on this weekend. Whether it's high school sports you love, college, or the professional ranks, the Saturday crew has you covered. So tune in Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. for the Saturday sports report with Matt Castillo, Josh Green, Caleb Horton, and Tyler Fleming on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Thank you. Gentlemen, start your engines. Live from
from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it gives me a great pleasure to welcome our guest, Will Cronkite. How you doing this morning, Will? I'm doing doing great this morning, young man. I appreciate it. And listening to your commercial there, you got a pretty impressive crowd that hangs around you down there in Spartanburg. <laughs> I'm impressed. You tell them all I said hello. I sure will. Uh, we have a, a professional announcer. See, that's the Fox guy. I think they called him Bob. <laughs> he, I don't know his real name, but that's the... He's out in California, and you hear him on television doing a lot of Fox uh, NFL stuff and everything. So uh, it's a uh, yeah, it is. Even Darrell Waltrip commented it on one time, saying that's a very impressive <laughs> opening. Yes, sir. Y'all well, do good. Well, the, my favorite part's uh, Tony Hallman saying, "Gentlemen, start your engines." I, I just can't. <laughs> I understand the political correctness and everything, but I just I'm still for gentlemen, start your engines. If there's a lady in the race, say driver, start your engines or something. But anyway, yep, yep. I'm old school. How are you doing? How's everything? How's the book? I'm doing great, and, and the book is still doing well, and I'm as amazed at any, as anybody, Perry. Uh, you you are a great uh, inspiration for me, and I appreciate what you did for me in, in kind of guiding me in, in doing this book. It's just turned out way better than I thought, and I, I couldn't be more appreciative of those like you that have given me a hand. Thank you. Well, I told you to get a publisher. <laughs> I, I told you I've got a – I said, don't self-publish it. Uh, get a get a publisher, and I've got a good one, and I'm sure they'd be interested in your book. But you did it you did it yourself, and I, that's, uh, that's very admirable and uh, uh, probably a great deal of satisfaction knowing that you did it yourself. Well, it was just on my bucket list, and, and in trying to figure out how things got done – I just figured the best way I can learn how this system works is to just try to do it. And uh, I, I don't know that I saved any money, but I, I do have some satisfaction knowing that, uh, you know, I, I, I wrote everything and I put the page numbers on it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of it and more than thankful and appreciative that it's still doing so well. It's been out for a couple of years and I'm in excess of 2,200 copies, I think. Wow. Well, tell us about it. I, I told them the name of it before uh, before you came on, but tell us again, and how can you get it? We'll get that part. Uh, we'll try to sell a few uh, right now. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. The name of the book is I Was a NASCAR Redneck, and the foreword is by Humpy Wheeler, and I have a website by that same name, NASCARredneck.com, and you can order directly there. And if you order from that website, I, I address those orders myself, and so I sign the books before I send them and attach one of my signature cards as well. Well, that's a great read, and uh, I'm not just saying that. And I, evidently there's 2,200 people that agree with me. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Now, did I understand correctly you're uh, thinking about writing another book or you've started a book, or what's the deal? <laughs> well, I guess since you put it on the radio, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm gathering research, and and I I intended the title book, a, a crew chief's notebook, 
because there's some technical stuff I would like to include that I couldn't do in my first book. Um, but it's becoming, I, I didn't realize I had so many details and things that I collected. That's one of my strong points, I think, is I collect uh, details, but I'm accumulating pictures. And one of the things I found, Perry, was that one of my books, uh, one of my pictures was of May, I think, 82, when Benny Parsons was the first one to sit on the pole at 200 miles an hour within 10 minutes of that first qualifying session got over with. We qualified 18th, 198 or something like that. And uh, uh, Elliot Forbes Robinson was driving a development car that I put to service because we'd crashed our other car at Talladega. Was that the Jolly Rancher car? Yes, sir. We actually ran 203.2 miles an hour. Mm. And I've got a picture of our crew members standing by that car. And Bill Ryan has found both the first car that we crashed at Atlanta and the skinny car that's never been crashed in New Jersey. And he's restoring that. And, and Elliot Forbes and I have been giving Billy stuff relative to Jolly Ranchers. And um, Elliot stopped by the other day and gave him a couple jackets and that. But I'm... I'm have contacted, I found all six, well, me and five guys of my crew in that picture. I've gotten a hold of three of them. I got numbers for the other two. We're going to try to replicate that picture when Bill gets this, the car restored. Well, so everybody's cool. kind of excited about that. We're looking forward to that. What did you call, uh, uh, this is my, another senior moment here for me. Didn't you call me not too long ago? You were looking for something. What was it you were looking for? I was looking for... Because you wanted me to check with Greg, too. Yes, yes sir. I, I, I still am asking, because I don't have it. I would like to be able to hold in my hand an appropriate... Um, uh, royal crown. Royal crown cola. Right. And, no, a, and a moon pie. <laughs> that <laughs> would have been around in that year. I can find all kind of uh, uh, RC cola bottles, but they're commemorative bottles. They're from the, you know football stadiums or some basketball team or something. I want one like I had because my dealings with Greg and Bud, they used to give me at least six packs of that RC Cola and I just I would really like to have one of those in a, in a moon pie that I could put in a photograph to be included in this book because that was a thing us racers in Spartanburg sure did was living the good life. We, we could sit down and have us a couple RC Colas and a couple flavors of moon pie anytime we wanted. Well, yeah, I remember now that it was a RC Cola. Well, you know, I, I'll go to these uh, collectible places, uh, not flea markets, but, you know, just, I, I actually... I do? I'm, uh, no, I say I do, and, and I see bottles of all sorts, and, uh, you know, I forgot that's what you were looking for, and I'll see if I... I, can... I do, but... Perry, every one of those that I can find online in those just trying the best I can to find one, they're all commemorative. Yeah. They've all got something on the bottom half about something, and I know the ones we did not, we had did not. They oh. were just had the RC Cola emblem. So I'm looking for one of those bottles. Well, that's, I'll keep my eye out. I'm a, My house was built in 1960, and I'm kind of – the kitchen – it still got most of the original appliances. In fact, everything except the refrigerator. Cool. But uh, yeah, but I want an old radio, like uh, a '60s plastic, you know, nice though, yeah. like a Zenith or something radio. And so I've been going around to these places, and I see bottles all over. Them. So um, I'll see if I can find so one of those for you. I'd be most appreciative, young man. All right. Well, let me ask you something. Do you know anybody named Mike Hill? I do. Proud of him. 
Well, Mike's a regular listener. He's listening right now. He listens every week, and he's our he's our uh, our expert for uh, actually what's going on right now. Since he's so actively involved with the uh, um, Action Express Motorsports, or I don't know if that's the exact name of it, Action Express uh, Wheeling Cadillac. Yeah, the Wheeling Cadillac team that runs. Uh, you know, they won Sebring this year, and uh, he sent me a picture a little while ago, right before. In fact, while I was holding to. Uh, um, uh, during the commercial break, while you were hold, uh, right before you were holding, and you've got the same picture in front of you, and it's uh, y'all are just want, you're holding the trophy, and Mike's in the picture, and Cecil Gordon, uh, y'all are just want to race somewhere, right? Yes, sir. I think it was, uh, I think it was in Rougemont, and and one of the things that Mike and I talked about was Cecil Gordon's car was number twenty four, and I've got a picture of me of. Uh, him sitting kneeling in front of his car with that same trophy but it's got car number 11 on it and i think mike's kind of straightened me out on that that we we ran i think we ran that car one time at hickory and uh oh man the guy lived up on the hill behind the hickory i'm sorry i can't remember his name now drove the car and then we must have come to this race still had the number 11 on it and in that picture with me on the left and Mike on the right, he'll own up to this too. And I think we're both proud of it. Between them two dudes in there, there's more than a hundred years of NASCAR history. <laughs> we started together more than 50 years ago, and we've been together on a on a podcast in Statesville less than a year ago. So we've we've I, I say we have left a mark, and I'm proud of that. I'm I'm just kind of learning that. He clearly has. But in hindsight, you know, I kind of figured myself as a kind of a peripheral participant. But in some of the stuff that I'm seeing here in the last couple of years, that we left our mark. Mike, Mike left a number of them. He's if, if I had to put together a list of the most talented NASCAR folks I've ever had, I'd be hard pressed not to put Mike at the top of that list. I'm I'm about as proud of him as I can. He's, he sure remembers a lot more than me. And he, I, I mean, at any given time, there's a good chance he's much brighter than I am. But I'd hate to have that contest. I'm too old. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we're real proud to know Mike too. His brother used to be on the show with us doing the local stuff, but uh, uh, like Cherokee Speedway and stuff. But he decided he's gone fishing. He's gone fishing. He'd rather be at the carp pond, and I can't blame him for that. If that's what he wants to do. <laughs> I don't know how to fish. I'm 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 happy to be here with you. I am a great fisherman, but I catch them all with a fork. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> it goes across my plate. I've never had the patience. Yeah. Well, I, I write a story in, in my book about why I don't eat fish. <laughs> I was some guys, some kid and I were fishing with string and a tree branch and a pinto bean on a safety hook. And we <laughs> caught a fish about four inches long. We didn't know nothing. We just knew you fried them. So we took it home. There was two of us. We didn't clean it scale it nothing <laughs> we cut that fish in half no we fried it just like that we just put him in the pan had, had to hold him down with a fork because they kept peeling up we got that old fish <laughs> fried we took him out of that pan cut it in half we each took a bite and said we ain't never eating fish again this sucks well let, <laughs> let me uh we're talking to will cronkrite i can suggest there's some better ways to prepare fish and you might actually <laughs> like it I've, I've learned that, but I, I can't. I'm sorry. You're not going to change my mind here. I'm 80 years old. And I, well, I, I, I still don't eat fish. That's the truth. I don't eat fish. 
I, well, I don't either, and I've always said that I don't see any need to eat a fish as long as they make cows and chickens. <laughs> I'm with you, bud. We can go eat together. That's Ronnie Black. He's uh, well. He's he'll do that. I'm tell you that. He's a he's a <laughs> great companion at lunch and dinner. Um, well, Will. Uh, now, have you uh, you have? I was under the impression you've already uh, restored a car, or you were looking to restore restore. Uh, <laughs> Uh, One of my uh, cars? Yeah, or somebody's. Well, what? There, I, I had a car that I, when I had, the only year that I had a little bit of money was with, uh, with the Jolly Rancher folks, and Elliot was driving that car, and we made the show at Atlanta, but we crashed it. And we wheeled it back together because the people from the, the Kenny Rogers movie, Six Pack, were there at Atlanta, and they wanted to film. They paid me to stay there put the wheel back on that right front and they we put some um, uh, automatic transmission fluid in a little squirter and the stuntman drove it around squirted that transmission fluid in the carburetor remotely and then stuck it back in the wall mm. and you know it made smart sparks and smoke and all that but I think they cut it out of the movie um, but that car got restored and it was in the Stroker Race movie if you look in the the winner's circle at the Stroker Ace movie, there's a car, and it's got two little holes at the base of the A-post. That car was found under a barn in the mountains of North Carolina by a friend of Bill Rhines, mm-hmm. and he brought it back, and it has been restored. It, it's it, Perry, he just does outstanding work. We, we had a sponsorship with Coney. I think we were the only folks running Coney shocks at the time, and I had some of that Coney paint. And one bracket that held an oil return oil filter from the dry sump tank that was in the trunk, I had painted with Coney shock red. And that car, if you pick up the trunk of that car that Bill Ryan restored, it's got a Coney red <laughs> bracket that return filters mounted on it. He just does exquisite work. It just details. He actually had Coney shock absorber decals made. Hmm. Um, I... I went up and measured some stuff and had some I do some stuff on SolidWorks on a computer and had some of the aluminum pieces of spoilers front and rear spoilers and the headrest and I don't know some stuff on the firewall some bulkhead fittings I had water jetted out of 90,000 3003 aluminum it's they surprised me with it they they invited me to a track session down at Kershaw and and when I got there man I'll tell you the truth I'm an old guy, but there were tears in my eyes. They, I rolled up there, and there's some guys standing around this old car, and they saw me coming, so they all moved away from it. And I said, Darren, that's got my number on it. Said, Darren, that's that car he told me he was going to restore. They, they worked their butts off and did it, did a, the tail end of it in three weeks and unveiled it to me. And um, he's, he's got another one. Bill, Bill Ryan has actually come down to my shop, and he's, he bought my old, my big toolbox, two, two tall upper and lower sections, separated by a seven-foot table. People used to give me a hard time that if I changed jobs, I had to get a license plate for my toolbox. It was on <laughs> casters and rolled around. It was, And he, he bought that. And he's bought all the books that I had and, and all the pictures out of my shop. Uh, and the other day, I found a box I'd been looking for for more than 25 years. I opened it up, and there were probably 60 or more of, official NAS hats that I got from NASCAR, just stuff you... You know, sits around the shop, and in there was my a Jolly Rancher shirt, 
a shirt that I wore when I was a car chief for Janet Guthrie. There was a picture when I, I built Mark Martin's first cars before he was a rookie, a, a Bush car and then a, his first cup car. And I have had a shirt from that. And they found my first race after kind of an unfortunate period of my life. I, my first race job I ever had was I was a pit member on the 1970 Indy 500 race. And I they one of that that uniform shirt was in that box. Wow. And 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 I drove a car in the Burt Reynolds in the Stroke Race movie, and my driver's uniform was in there. It's just it's the neatest thing. I've been looking for that thing. I knew I had a box around here. Had some shirts in it. And anyway, Bill Ryan, I gifted all that stuff to Bill Ryan. He talks like he's going to have a museum somewhere someday. Uh, I got no, I got no kids, so I'm happy to give them to him. I got a. I told you. Mike Hill was listening to us, as he does every week, and he texted me that the driver you were trying to think of a few minutes ago was uh, Bobby Isaac. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, he's exactly right. We did good. With, we did good. I'll, I don't remember how much this Mike remembers, but I that car was the first car that I ever could get anybody to let me put a rear anti-roll bar on. It seems to me it was only five-eighths of an inch diameter. And it, it didn't catch on, I didn't think, but I don't know how long maybe within a year uh i was at charlotte motor speedway and well, well before you start that can can i can i do a uh a station break and will you stick around yes, and talk some more absolutely all right I'm a, let me do some uh let me do some uh sell some stuff here and we'll come right back to you i'm, I'm we're not i don't know if you can hear the show or not i'm not going to put you on hold because i'm afraid i'll lose you i'm just going to okay. turn your mic down and we'll be right back to you um, as All soon right. as we have these messages, be a couple of minutes. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Hey, Mike. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue, lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Law and Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. 
If a propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Baseball season is here. 2-0, hammer to deep left. Back goes Seidel. Watch it go. It's out of here. And the Garnet and Black are ready. Swing and miss. Got it. High heat 93. The pitch, and it is hit, and hit well to left. Back on it goes Post. He's going to watch it fly out of here. Tune in all season long on your home for South Carolina baseball, the Gamecock Sports Network from Learfield. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. You still with us, Will? Absolutely. Great. I'm glad you stuck around. I appreciate it. We're talking to Will Cronkite, and I just can't let you go yet. Because uh, we're doing a three-hour show next week uh, from Darlington. And, oh, cool. Yeah, and that's when I uh, invited you to be on the show this week. I said, uh, think of some Darlington stories. So uh, as, uh, as you've been around so long, you probably have a few. So uh, <laughs> what can you tell us about your uh, exploits at Darlington? Well, I, I've had a couple. In, in 76, I, actually, the cover of my book shows me uh, on Pitt Road, and that picture is at Darlington. I, I was not there with the team. Neil Bonnet had some kind of a sponsor issue, it, it, and at the last minute, they they got this thing together, and they had to pick up a crew. And I was hired to do the the right front tire, and and the race hadn't been too long, and a, a caution came out. Um, Neil wasn't in it; the car wasn't damaged, but he had a flat right front tire, and I. I suspect he ran an extra lap or two on it. But when he came in, I reached in and grabbed that tire and pulled it off. When I went to lay it down, my hands wouldn't come loose. That, that sidewall was so hot, both of my palms melted to the sidewall of that tire. Oh. And one of them pried loose, and the other one we had to get a putty knife to get it you know, to get it to come loose. And that's why you see them little bandages around there. And I've been talking to Mike, too. I'm, I'm asking him to help me. One of the things I'm proudest of that picture is that if you look at it on my, I guess I'm holding with my right hand. I'm looking it's an at air it. gun. Mm-hmm. It's an air gun, and it's one that, I, that I'm asking Mike to help me with too. But the the socket is one that I helped develop it, when I was working with Rossi. I thought I was doing some development work, but but Mike shared with me we had that when we were with Cecil. So so I must have just been doing some prototype work or something, just something that Rossi wanted to do to get that spring in there. So I'm, I'm proud to show that little spring. Um, but that was in 70, I think 76, the, yeah, the 76 uh, Southern 500. And it, in my book, it's the story called uh, Palm Monday. And in, in doing reach for, research for that particular story, I don't know who, if anybody knows this, 
but the starting date for that raceway grill is within one month of the time they first started digging dirt for the Darlington racetrack. And I'm of the opinion, I think I say this in the book, I'm, it's my opinion that if you looked hard enough, that Harold Brasington may have been the guy that started that restaurant as well as a place for all them guys to eat. Because I'm that racetrack never was downtown. <laughs> no. So he, they would have been out in the... So I'm, I, I'd, I'd like to know that. If anybody knows that just in doing that research, they were started within a month of each other. And I, it would be smart. Brasington wasn't an ignorant fella. He would, I would think he'd have been smart to open up a place for all them guys to work, earn money, for, and keep them working instead of running around the restaurants or leaving the scene for a while. Well, you, it, it makes sense. I mean, I, I believe it because I want to believe it, but it sounds, it sounds well, was, perfectly logical. An odd piece of information that I came across when I was doing research for that first one. And my another story that I might have to Darlington was in '78 with right. Dale Earnhardt. And boy, we we sucked. We gave we gave him a bad ride there at Darlington. We qualified well. I think we qualified 14th. We finished 17th, 52 laps down. <laughs> now was this in the, was this in the number 96? Yes, yes, it was. That's it the car was, you got from Bud Moore. Moore. Yes, sir. All yes, right. sir. And uh, um, Bud's always been really, really good to me. You know, Spartanburg is an underappreciated location for racing talent, knowledge, and drivers. Everybody in Spartanburg knows something about racing. Mike's from Spartanburg. You guys are from Spartanburg, Pearson. Cotton Owens. I mean, that's a pretty hotbed for talent and and knowledge as far as racing goes. I'm, I'm proud I got to live in Spartanburg. For a while, but we lost a gear, and for whatever reason, that pit road down there, the inside part, I remember that just was some pipe or something, and we changed that gear out on pit road. Cars running by us, and then all of a sudden, it got kind of quiet on pit road, and, and two cars had tried to exit right by the pole that held the wire that went across the racetrack. I, I, remember, the I remember what you're getting ready to say. Go ahead. And, and everybody just stopped because they was afraid to touch that wire. And so, it, you know, it took a while, but they figured out it was a radio wire, not a electrical wire or something. And so they got going again. But I remember being underneath that car trying to change gears. Drivers would come by spitting, spinning pit dust at us, and, but we had to do it. But we finished that darn thing 52 laps down, and I think we finished 17th. <laughs> Well, I tell you, I, and I, I remember that incident because it was, uh, uh, it's on the internet and, uh, it was the Southern 500. I, I'm thinking it was Bonnet's Dodge that picked that thing up, but I could be wrong about that part. But you I remember. You thought who did? I thought it was Neil Bonnet's Dodge. Yes. Yeah, Neil Bonnet was in it. Yeah. But, but somebody, I think somebody forced him into it. Some, oh, yes. One car, one car pinched another car into the wall. I don't know if he was the, pincher or the pinchy but he was he was in it those were some I, I would, those were some days weren't there when no pit road speed limits and oh man oh man i, I was there when uh oh petty got hurt so bad uh rolled the car and come over and hit the wall and boy i probably wasn't 40 feet away from that when that happened um it, it's it's a lot safer now mike mike can uh, attest to this but boy looking back <laughs> I question my sanity, and some I'm still 
still dealing with the knee issue, thanks to Joe Frizzone. That, that, that's my fault. I should have dealt with this a long time ago. But Boy, there. I have stubborn periods of time. There's a name for you, Joe Frizzone, another Spartanburg driver. Yes, sir. Joe was really, really good to me. Good friend oh, of mine. Yes, sir. I I still got to get with Mike. I'd sure like to find the address. I, I went looking for that old shop once. I wrote, there's another story in in that book. I don't remember what the name of the story was, but about a, getting some peaches from a, a young lady that was next door. And I think I found it, but I'm not sure. I, I would like to, I'd like to go back and look uh, at, at, at some point. But um, Joe Frazon, he, we had, he put a little money in the bank, and then I'd give him a bill at the racetrack. And he'd go home Sunday night, and without fail, Wednesday, that money would be back in the mailbox. He, he was a very honorable man in that respect. And, um, he scared the crap out of me sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I didn't drink, and he did, so there was times when, I, when that was good. And sometimes I had to hang around until he, till he was done to get a ride home. He was a big guy, too. Boy, he, he wasn't afraid of much. I think I've seen a picture. There's a picture in the well, it's in a Spartan. It's in Spartanburg somewhere. I went to a car show and Bud was there. Greg was probably there. Um, and on the second floor, there was an old timey Model A kind of a car. A guy I know restored that car or, or owned that car. And there's a picture on the wall, and it's. Of a, of a race car driver laying on the ground and somebody is jumping over him. And I got to looking at that and it's my feet. That was at Talladega when we had that really, really bad wreck. And uh, I, I, I had only wore non-tennis shoes one time. They were brown and I used to rope, wrap a layer of gray tape around my shoelaces so they wouldn't you know, come undone or I wouldn't get them caught. And you can see that tape wrapped around them two shoes and for some reason I'm jumping over Joe that's a that's a good story I don't know what I don't I can't remember what the name of that story is but that story about him trying to make us change the windshield he had his left arm was cut so bad you could see part of the bone in it now he wanted us to and and you're talking about he was laying on the ground right yes that picture um I, I did a thing back in 2012 for uh or 2010, I don't remember now, 2012, for History of Auto Racing in Spartanburg at the Chapman Cultural Center here. And Joe gave yeah. me that uniform, and he never washed it. It still got the blood on the sleeve. And we yeah, put that, that right? Yep, and we hung that uniform up uh, and um, and had the picture right beside it. It's great. <laughs> Joe was oh, so yeah. he was so generous with that stuff, and I, I was really sad when he passed away. I Very suddenly, I thought, but... Uh, Joe was a great guy. Yeah, he he always treated me well. I, he bought. I, I bet Mike remembers this too. He he bought us some old eighteen wheeler truck and and told us to put a trailer hitch on it and drive it. I didn't know how to drive one of them trucks, but the transmission held up. And I figured it out after a while. He told me uh, he was talking to Tiny Lund one day at Rockingham, and he said, "You know, me and you could whip everybody blankety blank in this whole garage area." I wouldn't argue with him with you. <laughs> no, no. I but that would that I that said a word. That that was a couple of couple of pretty big boys there. Well, Mike, and, 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 and I bet I bet that Tiny agreed with him, and they laughed. Yeah, well, they actually, um, from what I understand, they were get they were getting ready to to go at it with each other because of something that happened in the race, and they 
they sort of started oh, yeah. laughing and said, you know, uh, that, this is ridiculous. We can whip everybody in here. We don't need to be fighting each other. Yeah. No, I can I can just believe that easy. You know, I, I can picture both of them gentlemen. You're not going to be in Darlington next week, are you, or are you? I don't think so. I would like to figure out a way of going down there to be able to sell my books, but I don't know just how to how to do that. I, I do really well when I... When I'm at the racetrack, I sell a lot of books. They used to have a festival down there, and I went to it one year, and it was really nice until they got too, too uh, commercial about it. But I mean, they, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Everybody and their brother was there, and to rent a table and set up, I think some guy named Curtis, I can't remember his name now, was in charge, and he wanted half the money I got for selling books, and I had to have. Tell me why I needed a million dollars worth of insurance to set up a table. So, what I did. Um, uh, Sybil Scott, Wendell's daughter, we got us a backpack and uh, and filled it up full of books and walked around selling them like we were drug dealers or something. Like, come here, buddy, well, you, you want to buy a book? Because yeah. we weren't going <laughs> to shell out for all that stuff. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, if you decide to go, we're going to do the show there next week from 9 to 12. And, uh, heck, we'll have you on again. I'd love to see you. On Saturday? On Saturday? Yes. Okay, well, I'd like to work out something. My my knee bothers me a little bit. I I can't walk for a long period of time, but I I I'm not immobile or nothing. Just long long periods of walking get me. But I I'd sure do it. I mean, I'd figure out something because Darlington. I have a lot of good memories. Well, it's the thro- it's the throwback weekend, and with all the old paint jobs and things like that. Plus, uh, they're introducing the seventy five greatest drivers, which. Uh, um, Ryan Newman is one of, and he's supposed to be on the I show, but now it's uh, it's some question as to whether or not he doesn't know what his schedule is going to be. And uh, he's driving now, ain't he? Well, he's going to drive this race and maybe a couple of more for Rick Ware since uh, Cody Ware's been in the slammer and uh, he's suspended. So, uh, but yeah. Did, anyway, did, if, did he really get put in the slammer, or is he just not at the racetrack? Oh well, I mean he's out, but yeah, he uh, yeah, he, he had a out. little he had a little trouble and. Uh, the, they suspended him until he gets this cleared up. But Brian Newman's going to, who has already been running some modified races, quite a few. In fact, I think he won one at North Wilkesboro, if, uh, if I'm not he mistaken. Did. Yeah, he did, not too long ago. Not right. Long ago. But uh, anyway, if you get to Darlington, man, we'd love to see you down there, and uh, we'll put you on again and, and reminisce some more because we got three hours to I'd, fill, and uh, I'd love to have you uh, see you down there. I'd like it. And bring a whole stack of books. I'll help you sell them. Well, they, they, at the racetrack, I mean, I still sell them. I probably sell three or four a week, you know, people from that web, from the website. But when I go to a racetrack, boy, I, I, I went to, I went to Myrtle Beach here a month or so ago for some fun in the sun thing. And they had me sitting down there with Linda Vaughn. I sold three cases of book in, in two days. Mm. Good well, deal. you had uh, if you were sitting next to Linda Vaughn, you had somebody to draw the flies. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. She she actually got a book from me, and she said, uh, "Boy, anybody can write that many pages. Must know something." <laughs> well, she's a regular on this show. We have her on every year, so I uh, look forward to her later on. But well, she was very pleasant. I was surprised. She was very uh, very pleasant, and we we had a couple pictures taken. She, she actually got a book. That surprised me. She said she was going to read it. But she says, I'm sure to read this one. She said, because there's uh, something about the book's pretty thick, you know. And she said, man, anybody, somebody, anybody's got this many memories, I probably ought to look at it or something. 
she was very pleasant. She was impressed with how many pages were in the book. Yeah, well, it is impressive. So, uh, okay, Mike. Uh, Mike. Well, we got to let you go, and I appreciate you coming on the show. And I'd love to see you next week at Darlington. And uh, that worked out good. And uh, it would work out uh, well. And I thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you on. The pleasure is all mine, Mike. Hope you have a good day, bud. Thank okay. you, Perry. All right, thank hey, you. Have a great for me, and, and try to find me one of them RC cola bottles. I'll do my best. Thank you very much. Talk to you later, young man. All right, Talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. That's Will Cronkite. Cronkite. Concrete. Concrete. Con- I wonder how often he gets that. Uh, uh, well, um, I don't know if he gets it to his face that much, but I know I was talking to, I'd call in on uh, to uh, Tyler's show on, on the morning after the race. It was Tuesday morning this week since the race was run on Monday. And I told him who was going to be on the show. And uh, No, it was yesterday. I texted him who was going to be on the show. That's what it was. And he said, uh, he said, uh, Will Cronkite, not to be confused with Walter Cronkite or something like that, but it's Cronkite. So I've known him a long time, and it took me a while to, to notice it myself. So anyway, let's take a break and come back and do our last segment. we still got some results and points and things to talk about. And a lot of racing on TV this weekend, uh, whether you know it or not, will wise you up. If you come back after these messages, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. 
That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The BMW Charity Pro-Am presented by TD Cinex has been a staple of the Upstate community for more than two decades. The BMW Charity Pro-Am brings the Upstate a fun and entertaining week centered around professional athletes and world-renowned celebrities and raises money and awareness for South Carolina charities. Tournament week this year is June 5th through 11th and includes golf clinics, concerts, a sustainability luncheon at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, a ladies' luncheon and golf clinic at Carolina Country Club and Chapman Cultural Center, the BMW Charity Pro-Am June 8th through 11th at Carolina Country Club and the Thornblade Club. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Would you like to create a heartfelt and personal photo gift to give your mom this Mother's Day? Try giving her a stretched canvas print from Spartan Photo Center. Stretched canvas is your photo or digital image printed on real canvas cloth to high resolution standards and stretched on a frame that can be hung on a wall as is or dressed up in a frame. Spartan Photo Center can make canvas prints from most photos, whether they were taken on a digital camera or on a mobile phone. Hurry, because it takes a little more time to make, and you want it to be ready before Mother's Day, don't you? Act now and get a discount for Mother's Day. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Gardner Road, 864-583-6835. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. Finding something delicious to match my mood can be a challenge, but McDonald's kills it every single time. Like when I need something with a little oomph, that's when I reach for a classic and melty McDouble. When I want something with a little mmm, that's when I go for a crispy and juicy McChicken. And with Mix and Match, I can get two faves for just $3.49, like a McDouble with a McChicken or small fries. And now, my mood calls for a little oomph and mmm. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And uh, let's get right into some things here to tell you about because we've got racing. And do you know one of the three U.S. Grand Prix is this weekend in Miami, the one that goes around uh, Hard Rock Stadium. So right. uh, I didn't realize that was this weekend. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute. First results, let's go to Cup last week where they held the Worth 400. What is Worth, Ronnie? Ronnie's not paying attention. What is worth? Oh, it's uh, something about lumber. Wood, woodworking Woodworking. Show, uh, stores. Okay. Right. The Worth 400 was held last week, and it was won by another Truex, Martin Truex Jr., um, who was first win in a couple of years, I think, since 2019. That's more than a couple. Um, Ross Chastain was second after his controversial punt of Brennan Poole. Who said in the interview, somebody needs to whoop his butt? That was, uh, uh, that's what uh, Poole said about Chastain. So, uh, good Sometimes luck. you're right. Well, yep. 
Ryan Blaney was third. Fourth was William Byron. Fifth, Denny Hamlin. Sixth, Christopher Bell. Seventh, Tyler Reddick. Eighth was Brad Keselowski, who was penalized with the tire that got loose and lay in front of his car as he pulled out of the pits that Deb was talking about. Ninth was Chris Busher. And tenth was Josh Berry filling in for Alex Showman, the Bowman. Bowman the Showman. Uh, the point standings in Cup as of right now, and of course they take 16 cars, 16 drivers to the playoffs. We got three drivers with two wins each: Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, and William Byron. Fourth with one win. These next five drivers have one win each: Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr. Sixth is Tyler Reddick. Seventh Joey Logano, and eighth Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And then the rest of them uh, on points alone with no wins yet. Ninth is Ross Chastain. Tenth, Kevin Harvick. Eleventh, Ryan Blaney. Twelfth, Denny Hamlin. Thirteenth, Brad Keselowski. Fourteenth, Chris Boucher. Fifteenth, Alex Bowman. And sixteenth, Chase Briscoe. Alex is, uh, I haven't heard of a date that he's going to come back yet. I doubt if it'll be before Memorial Day, but that's a big weekend maybe. But he's still in the top 15, on the, uh, top 16 in 15th place. And on the outside looking in, 17th is Daniel Suarez, 18th Ty Gibbs, 19th Austin Sendrick, and 20th is Michael McDowell, 21st is Bubba Wallace. So they are close, but no cigars so far. But there is a long way to go, as I said. The trucks are racing today at 8 o'clock tonight, Ronnie. The trucks will be at um, uh, Kansas. So they did not run last week. They haven't run since April, since the middle of April. But they will run the Heart of America 200 tonight at 8 o'clock on FS1. The point standings for the trucks. Ty Majeski is first. Um, second is Zane Smith. Wait just a minute. i got a better point standings here. Here, I like this one better. Tells me to win. Zane Smith has got two wins. He's in first place. Second, Corey Heim. Third, Christian Eckes. Fourth, Carson Hostsavar. And all those guys have won a race. They only take the top ten to the playoffs. So they are um, uh, fifth is Ty Majeski. Sixth, Ben Rhodes. Seventh, Grant Enfinger. Eighth, Matt Crafton. Ninth, Tanner Gray. And tenth, Matt D. Benedetto with Chase Purdy. Nicholas Sanchez on the outside looking in. Going over to ARCA which um, they run today at 2 o'clock. And they are running at Kansas in the Dutch Boy 150. And that's on FS1 at 2 o'clock. Their point standings. You remember who's leading the ARCA point standings, Ronnie? Frankie Munez. Yeah, he's from Malcolm in the Middle. Well, he's he's Frankie on top right now. I know. He's leading the ARCA standings. Jesse Love is second. Greg Van Alst is third. They have won races. Um, well, Frankie hasn't, but Love and Van Alst have. Third is Jack Wood, no relation. I'm sorry. Fourth is Jack Wood, no relation. Fifth, Tony Constantino. Sixth, Andres Perez de Laura. Seventh is Christian Rose. Eighth is Sean Core. Ninth is Tony Breitinger, the... Victoria's Secret model, who's going to have a Victoria's Secret-sponsored truck real soon. I think that's probably, uh, I don't know if that will be at North Wilkesboro or not, but she's uh, she's looking up. And I noticed the other day a commercial I had seen a lot but didn't realize it. There's a, uh, 
it's a bunch of women racers from different yes different kinds of racing yep and a little girl on a uh, three-wheeler yep slides in the woman standing to her right is that uh tony brightinger tony brightinger well, yeah i've been all gone now, I, i've seen that commercial but i didn't didn't one of the ladies have a, an artificial leg she did okay she was a runner right okay yeah i've seen that commercial and uh i don't even remember what it was advertising i'm, I, I'm not i'm thinking i'm not gonna say i don't know what it advertises I, I i'm almost thinking it's advertising a cause rather than a product i think so could be wrong um jason white is 10th so uh yeah that's the way arca uh will be today as they run in the middle of the afternoon so that's uh the first one to get you started today before the kentucky derby and then the truck race tonight and there's all kinds of practice going on too and i'll get to that in just a second um emsa they aren't on this weekend, but they will be next weekend with the IMSA Monterey Sports Car Championship. That's the name of the race, and that is at Monterey, California. <coughs> California, my rev limiter hit. I knew it was going to. The point standings for uh, the IMSA uh, right now, uh, Nick Tandy is leading with Matthew Jaminet, and they are, uh, of course, in the Penske Porsche. And they are leading the second team of uh, the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac with Alexander Sims and Pipo Durrani are in third place, uh, in second place. Third place is the Acura Minolta with Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor. Fourth, Connor Felipe is in the BMW with Nick Yaloli. And, of course, I mentioned before that Connor was on with uh, Tyler last year at the BMW Golf Tournament. And I see that he's uh, coming this year, too. So I don't know if Tyler Sugart is going to be out there or not, but he, uh, um, if he is, maybe he'll get him on again. Because I tell you, since the last time Connor Felipe was on that show, he has done some really nice things. And he's in a top top uh, series that he's, uh, he's showing up very well. And the brand-new BMW team, beautiful car. I looked it up on the internet, and that commercial is both. It's a commercial for Toyota Racing, but it's about the sisterhood of speed. The sisterhood? I I like the sound of that. I do, too. The sisterhood of speed. Very good. Indianapolis cars are getting geared up for the biggest race in the world coming on later this month. But last week, they ran at the beautiful Grand Prix of Alabama in... uh, Barber Motorsports Park outside of Birmingham, and it was uh, it wasn't the most exciting race of the year, but it was uh, it was entertaining, and I just love to see those cars on that big fast uh, road course. Beautiful, beautiful course. Can't say that enough. Scott McLaughlin was the winner, uh, who led 24 laps, but Romain Roman Grosjean was second, who. Still looking for that first win. I believe this is about his third, second-place finish. Uh, driving for uh, now for Andretti Motorsports, and he is—he uh, led uh, 57 laps and just dominated until he didn't dominate anymore, and he just couldn't get up there with Scott McLaughlin. Will Power was third. Patricio O'Ward was fourth. Alex Pelot fifth. Christian Lundegaard was sixth. 
Seventh was Scott Dixon. Eighth, Alexander Rossi. Ninth, Felix Rosenquist. And tenth was Marcus Erickson. A couple other names. Kyle Kirkwood was twelfth. Um, Santino Ferrucci, who drives for A.J. Foyt, was twentieth. And uh, poor old Helio Castroneves, he hadn't done a thing this year. He's been hot in the last few years, but not so much uh, this year. The point standings for Indy. Marcus Erickson is the points leader. Patricio O'Ward is three points behind in second. Alex Palou is nine points behind in third. Scott McLaughlin, fourth. Ramon Groshan, fifth. Sixth, Joseph Newgarden. Seventh, Will Power. Eighth, Scott Dixon. Ninth, Kyle Kirkwood. And tenth, Colton Herta. Um, Formula One, they ran at Baku, Azerbaijan last week. And the winner, of course, was Red Bull Racing. So, so far, the first four races, it's been Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Verstappen, and then Sergio Perez last week at um, Azerbaijan. They will, um, the third place was Roger, was Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari. Fourth, Fernando Alonso in the Aston Martin. Fifteenth, uh, fifth was Carlos Sainz in number 55. That's another Ferrari. Lewis Hamilton, who said this week he'd like to try stock cars before he hangs it up, is a... Uh, Finished sixth last week. The Formula One points. Max Verstappen, of course, is out front. He's got a six-point lead over his Red Bull teammate, Sergio Perez. Uh, Fernando Alonso is third. Lewis Hamilton, fourth. Carlos Sainz is fifth. George Russell, sixth. Lance Stoll is uh, actually the tie between Russell and Leclerc, which means Lance Stoll is eighth. Lando Norris, ninth. And Nico Hulkenberg, who drives one of the Haas Ferraris out of Charlotte, is running 10th. Um, Kevin Magnuson is 17th. And I don't see, I didn't print the next page where we would have run across the name of the American Logan Sargent, who crashed last week, had a rough week, and uh, he is not going to uh, disappoint us, though. I think he's going to be all right. So, anyway, all right, TV, quickly. Got about a minute to go here. Right now at 12 o'clock, the Craftsman Truck Series practice and qualifying will be on from Kansas on FS1. Uh, ARCA at 2 o'clock from Kansas on FS1. Formula One qualifying at 3.55 from Miami is on ESPN. NASCAR Cup practice and qualifying is 5 o'clock from Kansas on FS1. And the Craftsman Craftsman Truck Series race tonight at 8 o'clock on FS1 from Kansas. So a lot of racing today. Throw in the Kentucky Derby and you don't have to get up from your TV except to get a refill. Uh, Sunday. Tomorrow the Cup races at 3 p.m. from Kansas. The Formula One race is on ABC starting at 2 o'clock. So there's going to be a big overlap there with um, the Formula One at Miami racing around the uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, ABC will be carrying that. Looking ahead to next Saturday, Xfinity at Darlington. We will be there. Looking forward to that. Ronnie, I wish you could join us, but maybe, maybe next time. Well, I hope so. Well, and I hope you all have fun in Darlington. Well, phone in. Listen or something. So, okay. Uh, oh, I'll be listening. Okay. All right. Well, that about does it for this week. Uh, got a little bit more yard work to do going to tape some of these races or record them so I can uh, watch them at a later time. So, rest of you, 
Have a great Saturday. Looks like a beautiful day to go out and do something or if you're inside, watch some races. Or go out and do nothing. Natalie, I think we're coming today, and the rest of you keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Download our app on your smartphone or mobile device. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg.